episode 56 of the Press Pass Podcast, presented by the Press Republican, Editor-in-Chief Joe LaTemplio, Night Editor Ben Rowe, I am Sports Editor Joey LaFranca. Joe, how are you? Ben, Joey Vance, doing good? Ben, how are you? I've got to put my phone down silently. <laughs> it's okay, your phone's gone off on previous episodes, so they know. They know. you got to get a new phone case. I know. Well, this one was new, and now it's old. Yeah. You gotta get something. You gotta get something maybe a little bit more flashy or something. Yeah. Something fun. Did you know I, I had a phone case back in the day, where uh, when the iPhones were had like a lot much larger like charging outlet type of thing, <laughs> so it had a case where you could plug in, um, you could plug in the case and it would actually have LED lights around it and it would <laughs> like light up and any time you would I've get seen those. anytime you would get a call or a text. It would actually like light up before your phone would even go off, and it would be kind of cool. What do you do if you like? I guess you could keep your phone out of your bedroom, but what do you do if you're charging your phone at night? Like, I mean, like if, if your phone's not like right by your face, you don't see it. Yeah, that's true. You know, it, it's not like a strobe light's going <laughs> off or anything like that. But <laughs> it was always funny though because whenever I would be in school. Like, sometimes, if I was wearing khaki pants and they were, like, lighter, you put it in your pocket and you could actually see, like, my pocket glowing a little bit. It would be pretty funny. But I, I did have, one time, I think, um, a charging cord that glowed, too. And so it was, like... Oh, the, that's cool. The, it looked like the energy was, like, flowing toward your... It was a terrible phone charger. Speaking but. of, speaking of cho- charging cords, I had another apple charging cord or whatever for my phone it's like kind of like starting to like break now and it's so annoying i feel like they apple apple not like, app not apple apple yeah. but like you know what i mean it's like after whatever like six months that's i feel like that's their lifespan yeah and they're always going to break because every time that i have every time i go to like at&t or something and actually buy a legit apple charging cord i'm always i always forget and i always reminded geez these are expensive yeah the real ones they're yeah. like 30 bucks for yeah real apple charging yeah cord. and well, the one i have is like super long so i can like lay in bed and have it plugged in and i can still like reach well me. we're not that far away from christmas tell santa claus that's true that's to true. give me a real but then if it's gonna break anyway yeah. <laughs> yeah, i just gotta go down to the grocery or the gas station and buy a cheap five buck one right <laughs> don't be yeah. skipping over halloween though we got to enjoy halloween first then we can get into the christmas that's season true and actually yeah it's it's quick okay mr scrooge <laughs> no oh, i'm wait. all you no, no, hold no, up. no no hold up hold up i'm all about halloween and I could give two craps about Thanksgiving. Once once November 1st Whoa. hits, I'm all about just Christmas. Skip over Thanksgiving. I was Thanksgiving. calling you Mr. Scrooge for another reason. Why? Uh, did you know that last night he hit a young lady in the head with a soccer ball? You are going, going to have to give a lot more context than that. <laughs> okay. So I'm at the Plattsburgh High School, uh, Town Girls High School, girls soccer game at Plattsburgh High School last night. And sitting in the stands on the visitor side... And Joey's on the field taking pictures. <laughs> and ball goes out of bounds right to him. Right yep. to him. So it's I, a courtesy. I, I caught it. And he got it. He grabbed it. And the player from, it was from Beekman Town, yeah. comes running over to the sideline to take the throw in. Oh, thank you. And she's yelling, ball, ball, ball. Yeah. Or give it to me. <laughs> she, she, she went, here, here, here. And, and Joey normally, reeled back. Well, they have ball, <laughs> ball people, young boys and girls that yes. carry the balls on the sidelines. Well, this ball person had yet to produce a new ball. So Joey had the ball, and he flipped it in the general direction of the player. Underhand. Underhand toss. But at the same time, the ball girl 
was also throwing the ball. So <laughs> the beaten down player uh, caught the uh, ball from the uh, ball girl, and Joey's bonk. errant throw <laughs> bonked her in the head. <laughs> it was an accurate throw. It was very accurate. And it was with my left hand, too. Left-handed toss. Yep, and with the camera in the other hand. Yep. And so, uh, I texted him. I said, you just hit that girl in the head. <laughs> <laughs> and I responded, yes, I did. <laughs> and then Joey's hand goes to his mouth. Oh. <laughs> no, I literally went, oh, I'm sorry. Like, what can you do? I mean, it's an innocent enough thing. It wasn't like I, wound, the moment. It wasn't like I wound up and gave a leg <laughs> kick and tossed it at her or something. I wasn't like an MLB pitcher or something. Joey but. just uh, well, beats another girl. <laughs> no good deed. Goes on punt. No, for now on, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to yeah. catch the ball. I'm going to put it right down. And if they want it, they can come get it. Because that's not, I'm not going to. Because earlier in the game, I think it was, was it that game? I've been to so many games this week, I can't even remember. It might not have been that one. But, oh, no, it was the night before when I was in NCCS and I was Sable. A ball came to me. I grabbed it. I, like, put it down. And the NCCS kid was like, oh, kick it to me. So I did. But it's like, you never know. Like, no. And well, back um, I've shot games where the ball it comes to you, and yeah, and your instinct is, oh, well, they want it back, but then they've already put in another ball. Exactly. In there, and I'm like, well, wait, what about this one? And you just kind of like put <laughs> it down. I bet you we could do a whole show on what happens on the sidelines for sports photographers. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, you, know, sports. you know what would be the best one probably to do it at is probably football. Because that one's, like, super chaotic. Yeah, like, yeah. you hear some really funny stuff, too. Like, I'll, the funniest thing that's happened to me this year was it was Prue Cernak week one. I'm on the Prue sidelines taking photos. And a kid on Prue go, he's, like, he's I'm taking photos and I'm, like, kind of looking through them, like, to see what I got for, like, the sequence. And the kid on Prue goes, he's like, oh, that's a good photo. And I, like, turn around and I was like, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm snooping. <laughs> And uh, and he's like and he's like oh is that me? <laughs> and I said yeah yeah and it actually it it was really funny because like I didn't do this on purpose the photo the kid who was asking me his his picture ended up in the paper <laughs> so he was probably like oh that's all I have to do to get my photo. <laughs> Hey, you guys, I convinced the photographer. <laughs> oh, that's a good photo. And the one photo that he said like looked really good, I was like, this photo looks like crap. <laughs> well, <laughs> the you, the it's yeah. a unique perspective from the side. Yeah, uh, yeah it, def- goes on. it definitely is. And also, too, that was my first time. Actually, no, that wasn't my first time, but it was kind of the first time I like thought about it. The new PHS turf is, is very nice. It is. Yeah, it's, it is. it's very nice. And, <laughs> and, much, and much needed, too, because yes. before that was kind of like playing on cement. Yeah. It was that was pretty tough. Like you would get because you don't see those like ridiculous bounces anymore from the soccer balls right. and stuff like that. Yeah. I haven't heard any complaints about football either. Um, I don't think no that PHS hasn't had a home game yet either for football, but they will uh, at some point soon. <laughs> yeah. No, it does look good. Joey hits yeah. the girl with the ball, then he's just like, "Oh, hey, how about this new turf? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly." But we'll get back to sports. Well, it was and funny we'll, because she kind of like just shook it off. Oh yeah! Oh no! She that's no the thing. It was a very light <laughs> underhand toss. It wasn't like it inflicted any pain or anything. And so. honestly, you know, in my experience, if you're a soccer player and you can't take a ball to the head, then well, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> you, gotta be able, you gotta be able to have the ball. But we'll get back to sports in a little bit. But there's a lot of other things going on news-wise um, that I know I know you guys wanted so to talk was, about. There was <laughs> chaos at our own capital this week, allegedly, with um. With Mayor Rosenquist. Oh, the, the, uh, the city seat, yes. Plattsburgh, New York. The city of Plattsburgh. Yeah, there was there was a little controversy. Uh, S- Councilor Elizabeth Gibbs out. from Ward 3 um, wanted some documents pertaining to the budget, and she didn't feel she 
was getting an adequate response, didn't receive them, and inquired about them, and was frustrated. The mayor saw it differently, and apparently they had an exchange on the steps of City Hall that she wasn't pleased with, and she said so, publicly. And, of course, he responded, and uh, others chimed in, and it looks like there is a little discord on the Common Council with the mayor, but... That's to be expected. I mean, government has these differences. Um, as far as the counselors wanting information from the city, um, no holds barred. They should be. They should have access to every single piece of information they want or need from the city council. They are duly elected representatives of the people in their ward, and they are the policy, the legislative branch of the government, the policy making body, and they have control over the purse strings, uh, budgeting and spending. They sh there should be no questions. If, if they want something, they should get it. If they want to talk to a department head, absolutely. There's no restrictions. That's not how the government works. Um, I think some folks on the council uh, maybe don't understand that or are seeing it differently for whatever reason. Uh, but... Um, I think that this needs to be cleared up. I mean, if the city wants to govern effectively, they need to be on the same page. And it's kind of too bad because uh, Chris Rosenquist has been mayor since well, the beginning of the year, so we're going on nine months mm -hmm. now. And um, some people say, well, he's still on his honeymoon. Yeah, maybe, but he's done enough where people can kind of get a grasp of, of what's going on. While there might be these little hiccups with, uh, you know, D disagreements over stuff like this and maybe even personality clashes that's fine but when you look at everything that's going on um the city is you can't say it's in bad shape uh -huh. um financially the budget's coming up it should be a pretty good budget i wouldn't be surprised if it's a zero percent tax increase um they're making moves to improve margaret street the beach um they're doing things um it's not and the betty little arts park although that was from the DRI yeah, from uh -huh. the previous. But still, and in the, in the general direction that the city is going. Yeah, is, is it, it's, yeah. they're not sitting on their hands. Uh -huh. um, and, and you know, the mayor floated the idea of maybe buying the marina. I think that's kind of stalled out. Um, but at least he's thinking of ideas and, and of what they could do. Um, so I don't think it, it, the city's not in bad shape or anything. Yeah. This is, this is a, a wrinkle. That they need to iron out, and and they need to iron it out quickly, um, and I and I think it's a lot of really, if you ask me, a lot of fuss about nothing. It's the budget. There's nothing to hide. What would there to be to hide? Um, their numbers. Um, well, I can see if it looks like it's a, a heading in a bad direction, then you want to. But it's good news. It seems like it's going to be good news as far as the budget goes. But even even so, even if it was bad news, you gain nothing by keeping secrets. Mm -hmm. Politicians never learn that. Yeah. Never learn that. The yeah. cover-up is always worse than the crime. And in this case, there's really nothing to cover up. So I don't understand the secrecy, the micromanagement, um, and the need to, to control so much. Uh let the counselors be counselors. Let the department heads be department heads. And the mayor um, oversees the day-to-day -day operations. Well, and that's the thing. Like, you have – you don't want that internal, like, discord going on and, like, stuff like that. And then ultimately, too, it's just, like, the perception. And you, you mentioned the all the different ideas and things like that. 
And I feel like that's a lose-lose for, for anybody like in, in Rosenquist's position because he'll bring up ideas and people will be like, oh, that's stupid. And then he won't bring, and maybe he won't bring up ideas, and it's like, wow, there's no creative thinking here. Right, so it's right. like, it's really, lose, it's really lose-lose. I mean, and you have to say, too, I mean, there is a, there is a concept of, you know, okay, the ideas are great, but eventually, like, you don't want to just be known as, like, an idea man. You want to, like, right. actually follow Do through things. on, you want to follow through on some stuff. And well, I think well, that's, that's when people can really get and aggravated. I, and I think that is happening. I mean, they got this consulting firm to look at things they can do with Margaret Street traffic. Um, they they bought the parking meters. They're going to have paid parking. That's a step. Mm-hmm. Um, that's doing something. Um, for better or for worse? Well, well, yeah. I mean, not everybody's going to be happy for with worse. it. But from what I heard, a lot of people aren't, they don't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they there's paid parking in a lot of cities. Um, mm-hmm. It's not not unusual. Refresh my memory. Where where will the parking meters be? Like, there is a map on PressPublican.com. But ooh. I believe um, the big lot. Right? Yes, yeah. is the the Arnie Pavone lot. Um, so okay, so just downtown. Yeah. Okay, yes. so we're not going like up toward like streets. And, and not cu- on street. Park. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. And a couple over near the beach, I think. At the beach, yes. Yes. Mm. Yeah. But no, not like, um, you know, Brinkerhoff or anything like that, no. Okay, I was going to say, it's like, that would kind of be annoying. <laughs> yes, no. no. And um, But I think Joy brings up a good point, which I've been thinking about in the light of, um, is that number one, thank goodness, as I was thinking the other day, is that as kind of chaos whips up around governments around the country in our heated political season, we've so far managed to avoid that around here. I think Mark Henry mentioned that one time, is that thank goodness, we don't have the drama that's taken up DC and other things like that. For the that? most part, no. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a few disagreements now and then is kind of healthy. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. But then, is that to Joey's point? Is that I think sometimes in it happens with mayors, supervisors, even the president of the United States, is that they so much because they're the figurehead of the government, they get pointed at for a lot of stuff, even though they don't necessarily control all the levers. And it's like you look and if something's going wrong with the city or the country, you point to the president, even though, and I've seen this explained in yeah. a couple of different places, it's, the president isn't the only person doing everything, even though there's the perception like, oh, well, you know, this economy under Biden, well, what about the rest of the government? Or, you know, oh, this economy under Colin Reed or this economy under, you know, Rosenquist. But it's like, and so there is the thing of like, you got to, as Joey said, kind of make an image for yourself because people almost seem to have this expectation of, oh, you're the mayor, you do things. <laughs> Whereas, well, well, the council does a lot of things, too. <laughs> thus the saying, heavy is the head yeah. that wears the crown. Yes. <laughs> it's true. No, it's very true. So, yeah, that's that's the it's the perception, and it's the, yeah, pointing finger. By default, if you're at the highest level of, you know, whatever power of whatever you're talking about, you're going to get blamed. But that's, that that's being said, that is no excuse, no, to um, act like you're a one-man show, and which I think a lot of leaders fall into that, is that, oh, well, yeah. I'm the one in charge, so <laughs> I have to do all the stuff and control all the things. Like Jeff and, Bezos. Yes, like Jeff, <laughs> probably, yes. <laughs> but no, and again, is that my biggest thing, as Joe said, is the fact that, you know, um, this is a flash in the pan, hopefully, and um, we can smooth it out and then go back to being... Um, go back to worrying about COVID. Yes. Which we which, are, again. Yes. Um, yeah. School situation. Segway. From, yeah, <laughs> from what we're hearing, the situation in schools is 
He doesn't have to say segue every time. No, I do. Like, I love was, segues. That was like a really smooth one it too, Ben. And you didn't feel <laughs> yes. like now, and then you just go segue. <laughs> well, can I? Next time I'll just I'll just <laughs> don't say anything. <laughs> just let us be yo, pros here. Yo, ten ten. What segue again? <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyways. Um, What's not so funny is <laughs> <laughs> no, that's no. That's a bad segue. Edit that out. The numbers are getting crazy again in schools. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of schools, elementary levels, are going back to remote for many classes. Um, it's troubling. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, we saw our first major sport event get canceled with uh, tonight's football game, yep. Peru and Peru and Plattsburgh High, and. The, the issue is fast becoming, uh, what do these parents do about daycare? Um, yes. Elementary schools are going remote. A lot of parents were, as we headed into this school year a few weeks ago, were thinking, okay, we're kind of back to normal. Don't have to worry about that. Well, all of a sudden, they do have to worry about yeah. it. And they need to, they're scrambling to make plans for, if my kid has to stay home during the day, what do I do? Do I take time off of work? Do I work from home if I can? I can't what do I do it's an issue it's a problem um, as well as all these high numbers the numbers are getting very uh, I think we're definitely approaching that this time now where you're seeing the unvaccinated population really rear its ugly head uh, in terms of obviously not not only um, people testing positive for COVID who have been unvaccinated, but also now you're seeing so many people get quarantined because they're unvaccinated and they don't have COVID still. And it's like, yeah. these are that's like the early days of the pandemic is yeah. what was happening, but now that shouldn't necessarily be happening. And we're not going to go into the whole get vaccine, get not back, don't get vaccinated. We're not getting into that debate, but there's incentives to get vaccinated more so now than there is before. I mean, there a lot of the, you know, I, I'm not going to disclose the numbers of, of what's going on on the Peru football team right now, but a lot of the Peru football players were not vaccinated, and that's why they're quarantined. They're not quarant. It's not because a lot of them have COVID. Yeah. It's a small portion of people have COVID, but a lot of the unvaccinated proportion of people still have to get. And there quarantined. are other athletes, um, yeah. and other sports around the conference that are also in the same boat. They're yeah. they're quarantined. Oh yeah. I mean, if four kids get in a car to ride to practice, and one of them... Exactly. Then they all yep. uh, have to pay the price. Yep. Um, and, and I'm also hearing, you know, we, the I think the the mandate the governor put out is all healthcare workers will be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and uh, the, the schools have already done it. They said, it, and if you don't get vaccinated in schools, you have to be tested. Hmm. And I think it's the same for the healthcare workers. Yes. I, there's some pushback now about saying it's not fair that we have to be tested mm-hmm. just because we're not vaccinated. I'm like, what else are you going to do? Exactly. I mean, it's not – nobody's trying to punish you. No. They're trying to stem a, a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, you can't win it. And seems. there's a lot of these scenarios that incentivize getting the vaccine and people are still balking at it. And that's like the one of the most – intriguing weird scenarios of all of this it's you see so many different things if you get vaccinated you don't have to worry about this if you get vaccinated you don't have to worry about this if you are vaccinated boom there you go like you're you're good to go 
unless you obviously get COVID, then you're still going to, you know, if you have a breakthrough case, then you're still going to have to go through the proper protocol. But there's a lot of different things where I said, we've said this in the past, people are eventually going to get to a point in life where they want to do something, whether it be like go to a concert, go to a sporting event or something like that. And eventually it's going to be, if you're not vaccinated, you can't go. And then what are you going to do? And now I feel like we're kind of reaching that point. And we'll see what happens. Well, there was an editorial I read. I can't remember where it was from. Maybe from Albany somewhere. Where they were saying, if you're in the healthcare field and you don't want to get vaccinated and you don't like the mandate, find another line of work. Sure, yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, it's it's getting to be, coming down to being that simple. Mm-hmm. Well, you're in the field of safety and you're not being very safe. So, yes. Yeah. It, it's, it, yeah. And, and I just, I think ultimately the biggest thing is like, just continue to be aware of the COVID issue. That's, it's very, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's here. Like, you know, we've been living it for what now, a year and a half, a little bit over a year and a half. And also it's just the fact that we're, and I know is that, you know, we've said it before a lot of times, but is that we're reaching, I was listening to NPR the other day where they had a doctor in there that said, not officially from the government, but said that she believed that um, from what she had heard that by early November, the vaccines for children will start to roll out the under 12s. Right. And yes, again, it's that we've heard a lot of times, oh, well, this is the end, this is the end, this is the end, and the goalposts keep. But that seems like a really important maneuver, and we need to not flare out and (laughs) flare up the cases right before we're at that very crucial point is like you know keep it together people we're almost to another big milestone and it feels doesn't it feel too like we're always like a month or two behind the pandemic like at least in terms of here not only yeah here but like just in general like you're gonna have the vaccines for 12 and under come out it's like we needed that a couple months ago Uh now we're going to have the boosters come out. Well, it looks like we, we probably need those now. Yeah. And it continues in that never-ending cycle of we're just that we can't get ahead of it. We mm. can't get ahead of it to the point where you really slow this thing down. And I think that's what's well, so frustrating. I also think people have a habit, and I do too, as you know, as human beings, is taking our foot off the gas before. Yeah. <laughs> too we, soon. Yes. No, <laughs> foot down. Put the yes. pedal to the metal. Floor it. Yes. And so, um, so yeah, so it's unfortunate that... Um, and my other thing is the fact that the risk perception is very different, is that if we had had 500 local cases last May, <laughs> we would have been losing our minds. Yeah. And yes, and it's different with the vaccines, but still, yes, you see it in the paper and you're like, oh, that's interesting. No, you should stand up and take mm-hmm. notice of that. It's, it's well, I mean, this thing keeps dragging on. I think part of the problem is, is like you say, we're, we're lagging a little behind. Um, and you know we could use steps right away to to deal with this. And one of the issues is yes, Ben, we probably have taken our foot off the gas too soon, along with the emergence of the Delta variant. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it was just a perfect. That's a perfect storm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, recipe for numbers to go crazy, and everybody could say, "Oh, the Delta variant. We didn't see that coming." Well. That's what this whole pandemic has been. We didn't see anything. Unpredictable. Yeah. We yes. don't know what's going to happen <laughs> no. from time to time. So, therefore, it's even more important not to take your foot off the gas. I remember in January of 2020, or it was December of 2019, when it was you, it was it was Joe, Ben, and myself, and I think there were a couple other people, we were, say, we were saying, like, oh, wow, like, 
the the coronavirus in China. China. Like, this is pretty serious. It seems like it's pretty serious. And and I think Ben said something like, "Oh, imagine if one of those cases came here, what would happen?" Well, like that's crazy. Look what happened. Thanks a lot, Ben. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's it's, cra- it's. I mean, how many people? Like a lot of people were probably thinking the same thing. Like, oh man, I hope that. No, doesn't I come. was the no. I was the only one. Yeah, no, I predicted it. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, it's it's true. So it's very it's very frustrating to see. Basically, it just never goes away. It's but, like a, it's like a bad. What do they say? It's like a bad rash. Just never, never seems to quite subside. <laughs> but to your point, Joe, yes, there are a lot of a lot of unpredictable things that have happened. The Delta variant, the um, how it's affected schools, hospitals, workplaces, etc. Wear a mask or not? Wear a mask. mask. Yes, <laughs> or yes. But uh, and to that point, there are certain things that you know you can do, like getting vaccinated, like wearing masks in public places. A wise man at the beginning of this pandemic told me, control the controllables. Mm. That wise man is Joy LaFranca. Mm. And it still remains true. It's the fact that, yes, you can point to a million things that we don't know how to handle. We know how to handle the vaccines. Yeah. Yeah. I love saying control the controllables. The solutions are available. Yeah. Yes. And at least preventative measures. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, there's, no question, there's no question about you it. You can't say, oh, well, we don't know what to do. It's so confusing. No, we know very strict things. Yes. Yeah. So please, people, please do the right thing. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your families. Get vaccinated. Get your flu shot, too. Get a flu shot. Yeah. Please. And don't... Um, don't pitch a fit uh, because you have to do some of these things. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes it, but we can get through it. It's no, it's, it's absolutely, it's absolutely true. But on a lighter note, I I don't know what we wanted to talk about next, but what I want to talk about is your North Country Honor Flight tab. Yes. Oh yes. Is that actually yes? I was trying to think of a better segue, Joe. We're <laughs> <laughs> gonna call him yeah. Ben Segway, bro. <laughs> But, yes, it's the fact that we are wrapping it up, and it is going to be in the paper next Wednesday. I should know that off the top of my head, but let me double check. You've been working on it so hard, you should know these things. Yes, it is going to be, yes, next Wednesday. And it is, yeah, kind of a, um, well, I was thinking of kind of like the grad tab a little bit. Is that it's <laughs> The old to, grad yes. tab, my arch nemesis. <laughs> yes, is that as much as we honor the youngins with the graduation um, lists, we also need to honor the oldens, our golden oldies, with um, a, basically it's going to be a little tab, a little pamphlet in the paper that contains the biographies of um, all of the um, veterans who have flown in this year's honor flights. And again, as we've talked about on the show before, Janet Dupree writes, Lovely um, biographies of them to touch on hardship and funny stories and memories from the battlefields and all that stuff. And um, it's just that you figure, as Joe and I have talked about, you know, um, and as people in our flight have said, for a lot of these veterans, that day is like the best day ever. Is that, you know, for not in a yay kind of way, but just in a powerful way, mm-hmm. is the fact that, like, it sticks with them. It's a, I think maybe not to say the best day ever, but it's one of the most meaningful yes, days. Yes, meaningful yeah. days. Yes, yes. And we want to have something to give to them that they can then look back on and um, think, you know, wow, you know, this is the people I traveled with. And, um, and for their relatives to have something that, wow, this is, you know, dad's story or mom's story or uncle's story or that kind of thing. So, um so, again, um, you know, do you agree, Joe? Yeah, um, it's one of these things where I don't know why we didn't think of it earlier. <laughs> um, it's a great way to pay tribute um, to our veterans and to Honor Flight, the organization itself, for what they do. I mean, a lot goes into preparing these flights. 
and getting these veterans. Oh, yeah, it doesn't uh, come together in a day. No, it's mm-hmm. a lot of work, uh, um, and they do an amazing job, and the send-off ceremonies really are worthy of such coverage. I yes. mean, they're, they're big events, hundreds of people, mm-hmm. hundreds of motorcycles. And my biggest takeaway, whenever I leave one of the honor flight send-offs, is that it makes you look around the world and think that, Wow, you know, the older guy that I see at the diner or the older woman that I see at Walmart, you know, um, these people have been through life. <laughs> they, they're amazing. They've seen things. They have. Wonder, wonderful, hard, you know, the whole gamut. And it makes you just think, you know, that these people who put their lives on the line for us, you know, um, you just got to, because it can be easy sometimes, I think, to just um, walk past older people because they're, a bit older, but no, you should, you know, talk to them and get to know them, and that's what this does. Well, that's, that's, that's the thing. I mean, in, in journalism, local journalism, we're always looking to do local stories about local people. This is as local as it gets. Mm-hmm. These are our people, our neighbors, our friends, our relatives that live among us, amongst us. Um, and so it's so wonderful to be able to tell their stories. Um, in this way, um, because they are us, really, in many ways. Mm-hmm. And is that, you know, um, I also think sometimes <clears throat> is that it can be easy to forget looking at somebody who's 60, 70, 80, and then you read their stories and you read about one of my favorite ones from this time is this group of um, young men back in the World War II era, I believe it was. Anyway, back in the day, they were known as the Plattsburgh Platoon. And is that mm-hmm. they were yep. a, little, a little friend group up here, you know, kind of a little... I don't know, Peanuts Gang or something like that, and they decided to go and join the army. So they went down to the recruiting station, and then, all right, you know, we're recruiting, and then they hit the bars and had a great celebration. They, yeah, we're going to do this. And then the next day with their physical exam, and they stumbled out from (laughs) bed, and they failed the physical exam, obviously. And then they signed up for another one. They had another party. Yeah, we're going to do this. And then they stumbled up and, oh, we couldn't do this. And then finally, on the third one, they finally passed. We should probably not party before (laughs) the physical exam. (laughs) And it just reminds me is that these people, you know, yeah, now now they're a little slower or, you know, moving around. But they were just like us back then. They weren't like Dennis Rodman where they could just go party in Vegas and then go play in the NBA playoffs the next day. Apparently not. I need a vacation. Yeah, that was a funny story. Yes. Uh, and last week's ceremony. And it's just that, again, that it's important just to know that, yeah, these people are a wealth of information and they should be a beloved part of our community. So, yep. No. So we are happy to provide that. Yeah, yes. No question about absolutely. it. Absolutely. And other little news briefs. I know there's a corn maze thing going on. And corn we, mazes are cool. You yeah. know what I realized in the. <laughs> you should put that on your Twitter bio. Corn mazes are cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yes, and they'll be in the paper tomorrow, but I realized, speaking of my love of puns, is that we have amazing, for one of the words in the headline, A-Maze, M-A-Z-E-A. Yeah, I'm not happy about that. But, I, but, I, no, but. no, 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 stop, stop, stop for a second. <laughs> I used that headline like a, a, like about a month ago. About what? For the Field of Dreams game. Uh, well, no, wait, did you put the I in maze? Yeah. Okay, we didn't. Okay. Yes. Never mind. Yes. <laughs> Different kind of maze. I trademarked. Yes, and I was disappointed with that. I thought we should have, but now I'm glad to know that I got in there. Yeah. With that. Yes. All right. The fact All that right. We didn't get the. I'm okay. But yes. I'm okay now. Is and yes, the fact that the Rolf's um, Orchard um, Corn Maze is the um, 
my favorite thing, which you obviously can't see from the ground, is to look at in the paper the um, above view, the bird's eye view, where yeah. you see that, wow, they actually like drew like pictures and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Those are always cool. So I always wonder how they map those out, too. Because, like, you know, you could be like, okay, this is what we want it to look like. But then when you're on it, like, from a flat surface, it's, it's like, okay, how do we... How do oh, we yeah, map no. It? Is the, it's very creative. There's an app for that. <laughs> there is? <laughs> the, corn, it, the corn maze app. <laughs> it's just, the, yes, that I would totally... If it was me, I would get out there with my tractor, that kind of thing, drawing. Oh yeah, this is looking great. Look up from the, it's the like photo. It's like the squiggly line. <laughs> yes. It's like the, the it's like it's like the guy who draws lines on like the soccer field, and they draw it down <laughs> down the yeah. down the sideline. Then they turn back. And it's like wow, I really made a turn there. At one <laughs> Not it's too like, straight. Oh, this is just gibberish, but it's a great maze. <laughs> it's really confusing. <laughs> but no, it's a good sign of um. Speaking of which, happy autumn. Mm-hmm. We're here. Yeah. Um, got to get out and see some leaves pretty soon. Yeah, there, there's definitely a lot of foliage. There's definitely a lot of foliage already going on in, in some areas. It's I've, I've seen some good pictures yes. of Lake Placid. Um, it was actually up near Lion Mountain last week. Um, it's starting to kind of pop up up there a little bit. Yes, yeah, so the um, higher elevations in, in downstate a bit, I think like um, yeah. Washington County and that kind of thing. Um, it's really, really good. I saw, I saw a photo on um, Instagram. I think it was from the I Love New York account of uh, Bear Mountain. And um, mm-hmm. that they're already starting to have a good amount of foliage. Yeah, there. It's they get they get so many of like up here. The one thing that's so frustrating is like we don't get the reds. Like we only get usually like the orange and the yellow. Yes. Like those reds that come out, those are so cool. And I don't feel like we get enough of those up here. Some we get some. Yeah, uh, it depends on where you are. Yeah, mm. but it is. But it's. But yeah, that'll, that'll also I gotta cool. say, actually, yellows. I really like yellows. It's yeah, like, no, but the red makes the yellow stand out. That's, that's kind of what I'm saying. Right mm-hmm. now, I don't like any of them. Because I'm landing in my pool. Oh yeah. <laughs> Have you not closed your pool up? Not yet. Oh. Well, it's hard, Joe. How? When do you? When do you? When do you? Like, what triggers was, you to close the pool? Well, it was. I used to keep it open until almost November. Really? Uh, but that's a cold pool day. <laughs> it is. But um, too many. You know. Helps wake much. you up in the morning. It sure does. Yeah. I was in this morning. Where are you? Sixty-four degrees. Wow, yeah, actually, um, that's not terrible. It's yeah, still not bad no, right no. now, but yeah, it's and, uh, come November. <laughs> you, I was going to close it this weekend, but I'm going to go one more week. You should so. keep it open and just we can do a polar plunge in a couple months. We can raise some money for something. Well, I've been contemplating. I'm t- trying to convince my wife. I'd love to get a heater for the pool. Mm-hmm. I keep it open for Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, just make you could just have like a giant hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> Just a giant hot tub. That would be pretty cool. It would be. I would like that. I would like that. Well, is it time for my sports update? Can yes. I be champ kind? Yes. Well, is that, can we start off with one on the sports thing? Sure. It's well, the fact that um, the ski jumps are back, baby. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Ski jumps. Pretty cool. Joe, yeah. you want to talk U- about that a little US, bit? Um, uh, the uh, Olympic trials for the 2022 Olympics in Beijing, right? Yes. Uh, will be held um, for uh, ski jumping and Nordic skiing in Lake Placid this year. Which is a big get for the Olympic Village. Yeah, especially after losing Luge and Bobsled. Yep, we'll be taking them over from Park City, Utah. Um, So that'll be um, a lot of the nation's best skiers and ski jumpers Mm -hmm. will be here. Jesse Diggins will be here. Mm -hmm. I'm a fan favorite. (laughs) Um, 
And that'll be really cool and good for the region. We yeah, get a like Jesse digging some like baseball Don't you remember in Pyeongchang? Yeah, always the, oh, the, the cross country race. Legit, yeah. Here comes digging. <laughs> yeah. Here comes digging. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's so exciting. It's pretty cool, and it is kind of funny too because of how everything's worked out. Not not funny how it happened, but I weird in the sense that we just got done the Olympics, and like in a couple months, it's going to be more Olympics. Yes, uh, which is which is kind of crazy, but. Yeah, that'll be exciting. And then on on the local level, um, we mentioned a little bit about the Plattsburgh High Peru uh, football game that was actually scheduled for today. That has been canceled. Um, Peru has COVID cases, couple COVID cases. I won't disclose how many, um, but then there are a good amount of players also in quarantine. Um, so that canceled the game because with football, you can't really reschedule things as much because you need a proper amount of rest time between games. You kind of just need to move on to the next week. So that's what they've elected to do. Plattsburgh High did try and schedule a game for this week, but they were unsuccessful in doing so because it was just short, so short-term notice. This wasn't announced until Wednesday that the game was going to be canceled. Um, so looking forward, if Peru is able to play next week, they will be um, hosting. Uh, I might be wrong about that. I, they're playing Mariah. I know they're playing Mariah. And um, Plattsburgh High is playing Ticonderoga, so those will be their next two. Those will be the next two matchups um, for those two teams, and then everything else other otherwise in CVAC football um, is the same. Osceola Valley is playing Ticonderoga tonight. Um, Saranac is hosting Beekman Town tomorrow, and Saranac Lake is hosting um, Mariah. Which actually Saranac Lake and Mariah—that's actually probably right. At, literally right now, those are the two best teams within the CVAC. Um, standings wise, um, I know Peru might claim that they're they're in the top two as well. Technically speaking, they are, but I think Saranac Lake and Mariah are probably the top two teams right now to beat. Um, Saranac Lake is coming off a thrilling 29-28 victory over Saranac. That sounded like a complete just dogfight right yeah, to the end, which was pretty exciting. Um, and then I will see what happens with Beekman Town and Saranac this week, and as well as uh, Sable Valley and Ticonderoga. Um, but getting away from football and transitioning to actually, let me stay with football real quick. Interesting news from the Plattsburgh North Stars this week. They, they not only picked up one win, but two in the same weekend as they beat Glens Falls. And then the Empire Football League also credited them with a win against Syracuse from Week 5, which was a loss, but it was determined that Syracuse played with an illegal player. Um, and that illegal player, was de- he was deemed illegal because he had played for another team within a different league. And the Empire Football League prohibits players from playing, from playing within two leagues um, within the same year. So Plattsburgh got credited with a win against Syracuse instead of a loss. And this is what this means. And this is where the story gets even better. Plattsburgh now has the second seed in the playoffs. That means they will host a playoff game. And the team that they are hosting is none other than Syracuse. <laughs> nice. um, so that will be interesting. That will be next weekend. So that will be October, whatever whatever next Saturday is, October something. Uh, um, second second or third, yeah. As so, I said when I read that story, I can't imagine when the team heard that news. Well, it was, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it, I mean, it's fun. It create, for, from, from our standpoint, it creates the storyline even more. I mean, that'll be yeah. a great little preview to write. Um, and it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Other than that, though, uh, shifting to Plattsburgh State, um, first weekend of for Suniac play for both the men's and women's soccer teams. Uh, the men are home this weekend playing Cortland and Oswego. The women are away this weekend playing Cortland and Oswego. Um, so exciting for them to get going. This is actually the first time. I don't know what it is for the women um, date-wise, but it's got to be close to what the men the men's is. The men have not played a Suniac game 
since November 9th, 2019. Yeah, almost two um, years. So we're, it's crazy to finally get things back to normal um, as far as that's concerned. Um, and then at the high school level, as far as soccer is concerned, they're just rolling. Um, soccer season's rolling on. Cross-country season's rolling on. Cross-country, gymnastics, everything that you can imagine. Volleyball, everything's underway. Um, so it's super exciting and happy for the kids to be out playing again and hopefully – you know, we, there's definitely been some issues as far as COVID is concerned with players not being available for different teams, but thankfully it hasn't caused too many cancellations, which, Joe, I know you wrote about in an editorial. Yes. Um, if you wanted to talk about that a little bit before we wrap up the sports Yeah, stuff. no, it's basically what you were saying is that so far we've been fortunate not to have major disruptions with the schedule. Yep. Um, it, of course, it's a lot different this year because there, a lot of the athletes have been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, the big difference I've seen in soccer, which is what I watch mostly, is mm-hmm. they're playing without masks. Yes. Um, which is, you know, it makes it seem normal. Yeah, everything outdoor is yeah. no masks right now. Um, and fans can come. Yes, uh, which, which is great. Is great. Yep. Yeah, it's a big difference. Well, Ben Watson and I were talking the other day about the headline for the um, the Sports Eddie, and, you know, so far so good. And I think that, that says it, you know. Is that yeah. We're not saying everything's all sunshine and roses, but so far it's better than last year. Sunshine and roses? Yeah, you know, people like sunshine What's and roses. What's wrong with him? <laughs> sunshine and rainbows. It's better than <laughs> sunshine and COVID. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. Ben Segway Row. Yes. Yeah. So, um, I guess one other thing yeah, uh, that sure. perhaps we should say is congratulations and best wishes to Tom Messner. Oh, yeah. Um, Speaking of Channel, sunshine. Channel, <laughs> yes. Channel 5's uh, longtime meteorologist um, is announced his retirement, um, hmm. I think, in November 1st, I think. He's been the Channel 5's weather guy for 31 years. He's been he's yes. been the weather guy for longer than I've been alive. Yes, Joey and I have literally not known any other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's an institution. Uh, yeah. um, um, everybody knows him. Um, he's from my hometown, Rochester, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. And Tom uh, is a nice guy, done a good job, so we wish him well. Other than his glasses, he looks the same. Pretty like, much. It's, it's hilarious. Pretty they much. show like the, the early days and then the later days. It's just the glasses got different. That's pretty much it. Do you well, ever watch him? Do I ever watch Have Tom Messer? Yeah, of course. Who hasn't? <laughs> like you always, see, you always see him like okay. do. You always see him do a broadcast. Yep. Yeah. No, and um, gotta know, the, gotta know what the weatherman is going to say. That's right. <laughs> Shoot, I should know what his name is, but um, who's the? Um, he just passed away a while ago. The um, the famous weather guy that does the smuckers. Um, Willard Scott. Yes, Willard Scott. He recently passed away um, a while yeah. ago, and. Um, is the fact that my mom and I were talking about how weather people, TV weather, I guess, and the other people, they could have such a laid-back job. They could just get on there, stand in front of the screen for a couple seconds, tell the news, and then collect the paycheck. But really good ones, they take it beyond that. They go out to the community, and they are involved in community activities, Mm -hmm. and they're facing the public. It's like your job is literally just to read the the weather, but you take it and you make it something cool. And Tom Messner definitely, you know, oh yeah, he was around and he did a lot more than he needed to for that job. So and and lastly is that I will be remiss if my mom's favorite um, Tom Messner story is that it was what the probably the winter of ninety seven ninety eight the ice storm was rolling in. Yep, and it's the fact that my mom. Um, 
called my grandpa and he was like oh you know how is this thing's not gonna be that bad you know we've had this before and mom's like no dad you don't understand tom messner was on and he was not smiling <laughs> she that said, so that's how you know is an indication this is gonna be a bad one so. that's yeah no that's when you know it's like some serious stuff but yeah, yeah no congratulations to him on a very long tenured career and a lot of success and yeah he's obviously i mean he's he's the weather guy mm-hmm. you know it's the way that's the way you see it so that's exciting but no otherwise you can uh, listen to this podcast well, actually on there's one last thing ben. Yeah, one more thing jeez it's the fact that i have my um, music review this week oh yeah oh yes it's the casey musgrave star crest album i gave it four out of five it's a good one so go and check that out um, that's a rookie score i want you to go with decimals <laughs> four be like dave portnoy you can't just give round numbers. You does gotta he, go. Does he actually do decimals? Yes, you can't. Like with the pizza reviews, yes. you never he never gives a round number. You gotta go four point two, four point one, because then you can then you can really how can you determine like a three from a four? You can do like a three point nine to a four point one. You now you know a difference a little bit. That's true. Start 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 putting the decimals do, in the online edition. Do the decimal <laughs> do the decimal edition. That's important. But it's a good album. Not quite as good as her last album. I don't think that that her last one, um, Golden Hour, would have been a four. 4.7 but no that's a good one people should listen to it but also is that I put a little box in there is that asking I want to review North Country musicians and every once in a while you see is the fact that somebody on Facebook will say oh you know my kid put out an album or I have a SoundCloud or a Spotify so I want to put the word out there that if you have a relative or someone that you know that makes a music album, I want to listen to it. So, you know, email me, brow at pressrepublican.com, and I want to get more, not just the national, but some local. I have know. a recommendation. Ooh. Go to 10 instead of 5. Oh, 10? Yes. Yes. Now, 10, there's... Uh, 10, you got to think about it a bit more. Is that I like the directness of 4. People are like, oh, that's good. It's like seven. Is, is that good? I don't know. Am, amateur no. hour. You got to go to ten. Don't listen to Joey. No. no. Got to go to ten. <laughs> it's important. But, but are, yes. are we good now? Yes. I got my plug. We're good. Okay. So I'm going to go to a segue now yes. about the ending of this episode. Yes. Are you good with that? Actually, you always do do a good segue. To okay. Where you can find us. And here it is. Oh, wait. One more. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you For see real? the email I sent you? Huh. I think I sent both of you. Joe, I don't check my emails. <laughs> I check my emails. No, I haven't checked them today. Though. About the top-rated Halloween candy. Oh, I did see that. Oh, yes. I did see that. <laughs> and I chose I to, to ignore it. Why? I chose yes. to ignore it. I wanted to hide that, yes. I'm like, no. <laughs> Joe, how dare you? Notice they, said they, notice they said, though, that the Reese's, Reese's Cup was not a candy bar. No, I didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> but what I what I thought was interesting was candy corn made the best and worst list. Yeah, this yes. candy corn is severely overrated. You no, think? Yes. candy corn is severely underrated. No, okay, overrated. <laughs> overrated. That no. gives me the worst like indigestion afterward and yes. stuff. It's terrible. It's the, it makes me feel terrible. It feels terrible in your teeth when you eat. Nothing it is it good about off. it. Nothing mm-hmm. is but good it, about but it. But it's an experience. Yes. <laughs> it's quite the experience. Yeah. I, I'm not a candy corn fan. No, I'm not. I'm not either. I mean, like, even when you have them on, like, 
like a cupcake or something. You, I can see like the cupcake with like the white icing and the candy corn on it. You eat that, and then even that is like just <laughs> too, too much. much candy corn. It's too much candy. One piece of candy corn right, is too I was much. Just candy checking corn. to see yeah. if you guys saw. Joe, we have a whole month to talk about that. <laughs> Maybe next episode we'll talk about what is the go-to Halloween candy. All right, all right. Yeah, just, I like just, I like that. Put, put okay. it out there for next week. This yeah. is what we're gonna do. Okay, these yeah. are your response. This is your homework. Okay. Come up with your top five favorite Halloween candies. I like that. It can be candy bars, candy. It doesn't matter. We're not doing the candy bar bracket saga. Okay? okay, it could be any type of candy. So if you were to go to a house and ask for, you know, say trick or treat, and they put candy in your bag, what would you what be would hoping you okay. that it would be in there? All right. Folks, you know when COVID is gonna get bad. Whenever Joy brings back the brackets, that's, <laughs> well, that's not the case. That's true. That's yeah, true. if the brackets come back, that's not a good sign. Old standby. <laughs> Old standby. That's right. But okay, now here we go. You can find this podcast on PressRepublican.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also find it on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram feeds. But other than that, Joe, you can sign us off. Thank you, everybody, once again for listening and for all your support. We wish you a happy fall. And we also wish you all a little weekside help. Bye.